Hockey fans, it's time for Board Check. Impact Media's weekly drive through the neutral zone down into Ovechkin's office. All the way to the back of the net. It's our weekly show all about the greatest game of professional hockey. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. want to welcome you guys in. As always, we know what time of year it is. The best time of year because the NHL and the Stanley Cup playoffs know how to do it right. It is the There is not a game that you do not want to watch of the playoffs. Your te- it not, may not even involve your team, and you want to watch this. It's one of the greatest times of the year. But we will get into the playoff matchups, as a lot of them are underway as we record this. Part of why I wanted to wait till now. Uh, we'll get into that here shortly, and some NHL news, and a little bit of uh, Gladiators and Owls notes as well. But first, I want to tell you how you can be a part of this show. You can do so the following ways. You can email the show, 3endzone at gmail.com. That is the number 3, E-N-D-Z-O-N-E, at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, whether that is Impact Media, Board Check, Jeremy York, any of those should work. If you're a person who'd just like to click on a link and listen to a show, we appreciate you guys just as much. And Board Check is very unique, and we will get to that part just here in a second. First, you can go to at Team Impact Media on Twitter and uh, scroll down the appropriate link, click on it, listen to it as many times as you want. There is no cap on it, I promise you. There is not. Also, you can go to at Board Check, which is its own unique. Uh, this is the only show that has its own unique following and everything. We also talk a lot of uh, Rugby ATL on that channel as well. You can follow myself at TheImpact99 on Twitter, Triller, TikTok, and Instagram. And you can also find us anywhere you find a podcast including Spotify, Podcast One, and the iTunes Store. If there's a place you regularly find a podcast that you cannot find us, please let us know. We will fix that as soon as we can. As I said, the NHL playoffs did kick off earlier tonight. We will talk about those shortly. First, want to do a little bit of news and notes about the uh, Nashville Predators. We'll get into some hurricanes in a second. The Predators did wrap up their season. They fall just a little short of uh, backdooring their way into the playoffs. I'll be honest, I really, when they were sellers at the deadline, I didn't know where things were going to go. Got rid of a lot of veterans, a lot of guys that mean a lot to the city of Nashville. Uh, but then they started calling on the youngsters down in the farm system, and lo and behold, the future looks really good. They uh, they almost found their, their way into... Uh, the playoffs come up just a little short, as I said. But they went out on a good note, at least in my opinion they did. Uh, going back into uh, last week's games, we'll go into uh, Saturdays. Of course, they did lose at Winnipeg to, to nothing there. It, and it happens. Winnipeg made the playoffs. I mean, you know, they... They were they were scrapping and scrounging, 
had uh, a good chunk to play for. UC Saros did have 36 saves in the losing effort. Then on Monday, they go up to Calgary, and the Predators win that one 3-2 to two in a shootout. As UC Saros had 42 saves in the victory, and of course, your goals were from uh, Afanasiev. I've practiced that all day long. I hope I got that right, uh, which is outstanding because he's the third string goalie. Great goalie head there. Uh, Stan, uh, Sanford had a goal, and in the shootout, it came down to. Uh, I know Cody Glass had a goal, and uh, Novak had the winning goal in the shootout there. But uh, look at all the look at all the young guys right there. That's that's just crazy. Afanasiev, isn't he isn't he a goalie? Did I have that right? I, it, he's the goalie prospect. I haven't been able to you know necessarily jump into no 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 he's the he's the left winger. I don't know who I'm thinking of. Igor. Uh, yeah, but he gets his first goal, and how great is that? Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking the goalie prospect. Somebody correct me on that. Somebody send it to any of those places I told you guys to send it. But uh, all all young guys with that one. But 3-2 uh, to two in the victory. This past Thursday, they hosted the Minnesota Wild, who are a playoff team, and they smashed, or they, uh, yeah, they, they smashed Phil welcomed the Wild as they won that one. Four to three in overtime. Soros with 21 saves in the victory there, and your goals came from Jankowski, Sherwood, Trennan, and uh, Parsonen, the returning Parsonen, who uh, was able to notch the goal there. And then they concluded with the game they had to make up from earlier in the year as they dropped that one at home, four to three to Colorado. Goals. Uh, Sherwood had a double. Evangelista had the other. Uh, Lankinen with 30 saves in the losing effort. I said they they come up just just a little short of making it. They where is the actual number? There it is. They finish. Three points behind Winnipeg, who ended up in that last spot. So, see, they would have they would have had to not only beat Winnipeg, but probably need a little bit of help as well to get in. But, you know, all in all, to finish where they did, we definitely did not think that's where they would be. Maybe some of you did, and we should have listened to some of you. But, like I said, with all these new guys... All the, the young guys, a lot of them are going to end up on this team next year. And uh, it's it's going to be really, really spectacular. There is a lot to like, Nashville fans. They are not in a rebuild because they are already ahead of schedule. So, Predator fans, and there's going to be a Predator tie-in to something later on in the show, too, that was pretty cool. But Predator fans, there is so much to look forward to. Uh, and hopefully you guys keep listening throughout the rest of, of the board check season. Totally understand if you know your team's out, if, if you tune out. It, but uh, we have appreciated interacting with, with uh, all of you guys, whether you be Predator fans, 
uh, hurricane fans, gladiators, owls, or, or fans of anything. I've, I've met fans from all, all different levels. Um, even, you know, overseas leagues and, and things like that, the KHL and, and uh, Quebec leagues. and uh, It's been spectacular. We're going to continue throughout the end of the playoffs. will be the board check season. And, uh, yeah, Predator fans, like I said, appreciate it. If, if you stick around, great. If you don't, we'll see you guys next season. We, uh, we'll do some off-season stuff. But uh, I really like what they brought to the table and that they never gave up. A lot of people would say, well, when you, 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 uh, you know, you, you trade a lot of the big players and the, and the key pieces and, you know, what else is there to do? Well, they tried their best to just backdoor their way into the playoffs and come up just a couple points short. But spectacular. I, I enjoyed covering them this season. And uh, we wish the Predators the absolute best. And we will see you guys next season. Let's go to the Carolina Hurricanes. The Hurricanes, well, they they ended up with the top spot. We know that. But let's talk about the last uh, few games for the Hurricanes. As last Saturday, they went up to Buffalo and lost to the Sabres 4-3. to Goals from Sebastian Ajo, Seth Jarvis, and uh, Jesper Faust, anti Ronto with 26 saves in the losing effort. We go to last Monday, where the Ottawa Senators hosted the Hurricanes and beat them 3-2. to two. Brent Burns, my spirit animal, and uh, Brett Pesci with the lo uh, lone goals in that one. Frederick Anderson, 29 saves in the loss for that one and then they rebounded and uh, started playing Hurricanes hockey again which didn't play bad those two games just lost by a goal they hosted Detroit on Tuesday they won that one four to one Brett Burns again that's two in a that's game two games in a row uh, Nozen had a goal Martinook and Cut Cammy all had the goals in that one. Anti Ronta with 20 saves in the victory. And then finally, they ended down in, I forgot the exact city that the Panthers play in, but ended up in South Florida where they beat the Florida Panthers 6-4, to four, something the Bruins are probably going to do in, I would say, four or five games. We'll talk about that in a minute. Brent Burns with two goals. Sebastian Ajo added one. Uh, Gospierre had one, Jesper Faust, and caught Kiemi, who Those guys have just been on fire. Frederick Anderson, 30 saves in the victory. Well, as I told you guys, where did that leave the Hurricanes? Well, that left them with the top spot in the Eastern, or the, the number two spot in the Eastern Conference, but they are the win winner of their division. So... They get the first wild card, being the basically the number two seed. You get the the lowest. You get the next to lowest. You basically get the top wild card spot, which is the Islanders, and they are currently underway. I will not spoil anything in case you guys are listening to me instead of instead of watching the game. Um, I will say it, it is uh, looking 
like a typical Hurricanes Islanders game by what I'm looking at. But um, let's see the full series there. We'll talk about the ones. Yeah, we will. There will be at least four games played before we do another show because there's the one tonight. They will play 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Both of those are in uh, Raleigh. Those are both ESPN2 games. Game 3 will be on TBS, 7 p.m. puck drop there in Long Island. And Game 4 will be Sunday on TNT at 1 p.m., also in Long Island. If need be, next Tuesday would be Game 5 in Raleigh. Game 6 would be in Long Island next Friday. And a week from this Sunday would be Game 7 in Raleigh. Uh, Hurricane, look, Predator fans, you guys are where Carolina was three to four years ago. You have this just massive wave of young talent that is hitting the pros about the same time. You're getting this core, this nucleus, and I honestly say in two to three years, or maybe in two years, you are not only going to be back in the playoffs, but you're going to be a serious threat to hoist a cup, the same way that the Carolina Hurricanes have been for the last couple seasons. I, I don't know if that means you're going to get a new coach or not. I feel like they're going to. I feel like they're going to. They're going to. Uh, Trotz doesn't want to replace the coach yet. He may give him at least the start of the year, but it would not surprise me if they put one of the minor guys, the AHL guys or something, as a uh, bench coach. Could uh. Could definitely see something like that. But we will preview the other seven matchups uh, second part of the show. Right now I want to swap over to the Atlanta Gladiators. And uh, on the next to last game, Cody Sylvester became the became the new leader for most goals by a Gladiator in a season as he got his 37th goal against the Florida Everblades. He added another one in the final game to make it 38. That is the new uh, that is the new leader in the clubhouse, so to say. So congratulations to Cody on that. Also, I believe he was named to the second all-ECHL team. ECHL second team, which is a tremendous honor. Congratulations to Cody Sylvester on all of that. And what was uh, Mike Pellick? Uh, with an assist in the season finale, Mike Pellick has taken sole possession of third most points in ECHL history. He now has 686 career points. So shout out to Mike Pellick and Cody Sylvester for um, their amazing work and uh, helping propel this team to some greater heights. You know, the Gladiators fall just short of reaching the playoffs themselves. They're just a couple points short of that fourth spot. So their season has come to an end. But in the last couple weeks, um, or just in the last week, their final two games, they, they, they continued to play hard. And uh, like I said, just come up just a little short. They did have to finish for two straight weeks on the road. We'll go back two weeks. Uh, last, or two Fridays ago, they were in Jacksonville to take on the... Iceman. 
they unfortunately dropped that game 4-2-3. Probably means Jacksonville used some underhanded tactic or something. You know, something like that. But your goals for our Gladiators were from Mike Pellick, uh, Derek Topage, and Sangoon Shin, who, I, I don't know, he might, him and Cody Sylvester might be battling to see who can score 40 goals next year. The way it goes, that guy is insane, uh, and the fact that he has not been a road runner or anything yet is kind of crazy. But uh, Joe Murdaka ended up with 22 saves in the losing effort for that one. Uh, Murdaka was a, a great goalie for us this year. In fact, we we had just we had amazing goaltending this year. It was it was really spectacular. Um, when was La uh, two Saturdays ago, a week from last Saturday, a week back, they played Jacksonville again and come up a little short in that one, 5-2. to two. Uh, Michael Morazic and Zach Yoder with the goals for our Gladiators. And Harmon had the 33-save night, even though it was in uh, the loss column. Now, they finished up this past Friday and Saturday in Estero, Florida. That is the home of the Florida Everblades. That is in South Florida. They were able to win 3-1 to one on Friday night as Cade Oliver, Cody Sylvester, and Sangoon Shin all added goals in that one. Sangoon Shin actually got an empty netter with, with half a second left. It was just crazy. But, hey, it still counts. Murdaka ends up with 41 saves in the victory for that one. And in the season finale, they come up just a little short as Cody Sylvester is the lone goal scorer. They lose that one 4-1 to one versus the Everblades. Uh, and Harmon had 34 saves in the, uh, the loss there. And actually, the empty net had one of the worst save percentages all night as the empty net... Uh, went 0 for 1 in save opportunities, gave up a goal every time that a shot came at it. And uh, just uh, we're going to have to reevaluate the empty net for for next season, see if we want to bring those back. And uh, hopefully you guys get a little chuckle out of that. But, you know, was able to make it to uh, a couple Gladiator games this year uh, with, some, with uh, different groups of people, able to take the, uh, my little niece to her first game. My nephews to um, some of their first games. They've been there to a game before. Uh, they actually got to go back later on in the year to, um, you know, uh, we made an impact media trip out of it a couple weekends ago. It's still, it's still a great. It's one of the best tickets in town, guys. It's still great if if you're able to make it over to the Greater Duluth area. Um, they, I mean, they have they have all kinds of uh, fun promotions and and things like that. Star Wars night was really fun, and you know, this team, when you have an ECHL level team, sometimes you don't know what you're going to get because you know a lot of times you'll get the guys from the AHL that they want to get more playing time. They'll send those down, and sometimes uh, it's and sometimes your stars emerge from the people you sign. And uh, sometimes they get opportunities, but the, the back and forth can be tough. And this is not to make excuses because I think this Gladiator team did exceptional. I think they had a really, really great year. And uh, I look forward to 
I look forward to um, a great year next year. Now, also, I'll, I'll, I'll address I'll address the Zach Klein article in a minute. Uh, I do want to say shout out to the Nashville Predators, as the Nashville Predators hosted a handful of uh, KSU Owls players and uh, managers and interns and uh, and things like that. And uh, they host them up there. They gave, I think they gave them a tour of the building or, or a facility or something. Uh, just fantastic that a lot of them were able to go like that. And, uh, you know, thanks Nashville for doing something like that. I, I didn't know you offered things like that. I don't know what kind of, you know, programs you guys have towards that. But uh, that's, that's spectacular that they would take the time out to, to show some of the Owls a, a really great time. So... You know, shout out to to both of them, the Owls and the Preds, on that. And other than that, let's talk about this article real quick before we go to break. Zach Klein, for people who don't know, is a WSB uh, reporter, sports director. Uh, he's also on on. You'll see him on TV a lot. He's, he's one of the main. Uh, sports people with WSB TV here locally in Atlanta, and uh, there, there was a, a small article that came out that had his name attached to it, and and uh, you know it's, there's nothing wrong with this article. It says that a one billion dollar arena with development bigger than the Battery, which is where the Atlanta Braves uh, property is, where they have the restaurants and the shops and all the stuff all inclusive in that area. Uh, is going to is is proposed in the North Metro. Now they're talking about Forsyth County, um, kind of near Cumming, Georgia, for people that are kind of familiar with that area. Kind of uh, Alpharetta, you know, as I'd reported before, Alpharetta area as far as development. There's there's some areas there. And if you read the article, and you can find this on WSBTV.com, it, it's on there, and it's a good access good article. I. I don't have any problems with the article. And I really don't have any problems with people's reaction to it. I just want to set some stuff straight. In here it says that uh, Zach Klein has learned that a local businessman, Vernon Kraus, I don't know anything about Vernon. I will probably be Googling him as soon as this show <laughs> wraps up. Uh, but he is going to develop over 100 acres in Forsyth County into a mixed-use project that will eventually be bigger than the battery. So he's going to build a bigger all-inclusive complex than what the Atlanta Braves currently use in Cobb County. Okay. That's great. That is that is the end of the factual-based stuff on this article. Multi-use. Could, could be for anything. Maybe he's going to put uh, a driving range in a movie theater. He could He could literally put anything there. And on the bottom of the article, it says, could it attract the National Hockey League back to the metro Atlanta area? All it does was ask. It does not say he is building this complex to house the team there. It is not. In fact, it just says he proposed that he's going to do this, which means nothing has been signed. It's just, this is his idea. He's got to get it passed. He's got to get, there's a lot of legal hoops to jump through, some of them on fire. So, you know, just basically... Vernon Krause 
is going to develop a hundred a hundred plus acre property in Forsyth County into a multi-use facility and and complex. Other than that, there's no mention of what it could actually be for. So I look, I'm as excited as anybody about potentially getting a team back in Atlanta. But also, it's going to take him probably a couple years to develop this property. So let's keep that in mind, too. So, you know, instead of everybody kind of overreacting a little bit, and yep, there, there are some good friends of mine that if, uh, if they were so inclined to listen to this show, that uh, maybe a little bit of an overreaction. It's good to get excited, and I'm glad everybody's getting excited, but there's nothing in this article outside of that opinionated question in the end that even suggests this could be for the sport of hockey, let alone for an NHL-level team. It's just, you know, like I said, it's good to get excited. Get excited. Some people need to get excited. Man, they might have had a rough go of it. Might have had a bad day. Today was Monday all day long. We had a pretty good day here at the studio. But, you know, hey, I get it. And, and if you guys want to be excited about it, then I'm not going to tell you not to. I'm just saying, according to this article, there's a guy with a lot of money who's going to develop a property. And we don't know for what. So, other than that, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to preview the other... Well, no, I'm going, to, I'm going to preview all eight playoff matchups as they have gotten underway uh, just earlier tonight. And we will talk about the playoffs when we come back right after this. Hey, this is Jeremy the Impact York from the Impact Media family of podcasts. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest ways to get your betting fixed. And don't forget BetOnline for NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. And we're back here on Board Check. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome back. First part of the show, we talked some uh, Predators and Gladiators as their seasons have uh, come to an unfortunate end. They uh, did not qualify for the playoffs. Uh, we talked a little Hurricanes as they started earlier tonight with their playoff push. A uh, little shout out to the Owls. And uh, we addressed... The Zach Klein WSB TV article and uh, and things like that. And if you want to hear what we said about any of those and you missed it, you can go back and listen to the first part of this show. And uh, we get we get pretty in depth into all of that. Now, let's preview all eight all eight playoff. Matchups, as like I said, um, four of which got started today, or will be started by today. I think the Eastern Conference will start. The West will be later tonight. We'll get into that, and uh, the other four will start tomorrow, and they will alternate days until all the first round is done. Then they will do the same with round two and round three, and then 
I think we'll be at the Stanley Cup by then. So let's start in the West. Starting later tonight, you will get you will get the Minnesota Wild traveling to Dallas for the first two games uh, to take home the Stars. Tonight's game one will start at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So that will be, what, 8.30 Dallas? That makes sense. So, you've got the Central's number two seed against the Central's number three seed. The number two being Dallas, number three being Minnesota. How is this particular series going to play out? Well, at least the way I filled out brackets and the way I see it is Minnesota is a good team. They, at time, can have small bursts of offense. They play pretty good defense. Uh, clearly, you know, everybody in the playoffs has got either solid goaltending. I will outline the ones who have the potential to be outstanding. A lot of times it comes down to, you know, if you get a guy who starts scoring out of his mind and a goaltender or a goaltender who just stops everything ever thrown at him, uh, you get a hot goaltender, then, you know, that you can, you can win a, an entire Stanley Cup tournament just off a, a really great goaltender. Uh, the way this one's going to play off, though, I think Dallas has just a little bit too much firepower. They, they're, I think they're better offensively than Minnesota. I think they're more consistent, which is what it's going to come down to. I think they're pretty even in the, uh, the goaltending department and the defense. I think if it comes down to the difference in the offense, I think Dallas has just got a little more, a little more push on them. So I've got Dallas winning that series. I'm not going to get fancy enough to tell you. Most of the time, I would say Dallas in probably six. I don't think it goes seven, and it's, I don't think it's going to go five. So I'll say Dallas in six. You guys are going to hold me to games. We'll do that. Um, in the other series that will kick off at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which where the home team plays, I believe that puts it at 8 o'clock their time the Edmonton Oilers are going to host the Los Angeles Kings that is the Pacific number two versus the Pacific number three I'll be honest the Oilers being the second Pacific team does not surprise me at all they have one of the best scoring tandems probably in the history of scoring tandems as they have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Uh They also got the Nuge, as I call him, Ryan Nuge Hopkins. I mean, they have a lot of firepower. A lot. You know, if this was a drag strip, they got enough gas to run a long, long time. Uh, they had solid goaltending, you know, like I said, everybody had at least solid. I, I wouldn't say their goaltending is outstanding, but uh, it is definitely more than enough to get the job done. But you had, I mean, just in points, you had Connor McDavid had 153 regular season points. Leon Dreisaitl had 128. Ryan Nugent Hopkins had 104. That's, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, but as predictable as that, for the most part, is uh, the news Hopkins 
that surprised me a little bit. I thought he was more of an 80-85 point guy, but great season for him. The LA Kings are a team that I had in the in the sweepstakes for top pick. That's, that's just kind of how I saw it. And yet they more than they didn't even backdoor their way. They kind of kicked in the door and took over that third spot. They were not able to to overtake Edmonton. It wouldn't have mattered. They're going to play each other. The only difference is home field or home ice. But the LA Kings, they recently, you know, earlier this year, they they traded Jonathan Quick, who then in turn got traded to Vegas, who was in the playoffs. We'll talk about them next. Uh, they, they got rid of some of the contracts and some of the things they needed to, and they kind of had a, uh, their own kind of wave of young talent that meshed really well. And before you know it, the Kings are the third seed. Everybody talks about Toronto's collapse, first-round collapses in the playoffs. And yes, we will talk about Toronto later on. But the Oilers, they they have their moments of, of uh, anything other than glory as well. As, you know, it's it's in baseball, it's the Mike Trout debate. Mike Trout's one of the best baseball players of, of, of this generation. And yet his team, the Angels, very rarely gets into the playoffs, let alone very far in them. So you have one of your best players and faces of the game who does not get the national spotlight quite as much. You could say the thing about Connor McDavid. Connor McDavid is probably... I'd be hard to argue top two on almost anybody's list. They're top three. He is one of the best, if not the best player currently in the game. And yet the Edmonton Oilers usually make it to the first or second round of the playoffs. I think they made it to a conference final once. But he doesn't get that national spotlight push that would really help the league and especially help him as well. I actually have this as one of my potential upsets because I actually think the Kings can beat the Oilers. If they do, it'll be six or seven games. Um, I'm not saying the Oilers aren't good. I'm just saying this has the recipe for an upset. And so I'm going to tell you the LA Kings are going to win this series in six games. In fact, no, let's make it fancy. The LA Kings are going to win in seven. It's going to go all the way to seven. Um, they're going to have to win one of them on the road, at least one on the road, because the Oilers will have four of those seven games in Edmonton. But give me the L.A. Kings in one of my couple. I have a couple potential upsets. I will take the L.A. Kings. Uh, up next, both of uh, ESPN two will have the Minnesota and Dallas game. ESPN. It's going to have the L.A. and Edmonton games. We go to, we're going to stay in the West. The Winnipeg Jets, who are the second wild card, are going to face the top-seeded Vegas Golden Knights. They were Pacific number one. I did not stutter. The Vegas Golden Knights caught fire, got little national attention for it, and are the top team in the West. They beat, they beat out Colorado who we'll talk about shortly. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets, a lot of people in this area remember them as the uh, where the Atlanta Thrashers went. Uh, they're a little bit different team than that. They got Connor Hellebuck, who is one of the best goalies in the league. This is one of the teams that has outstanding goaltending. 
and that can help them a lot. If Connor Hellebuck puts on an MVP performance like he is very, very known for doing, then the Vegas Golden Knights are going to have a lot of trouble. That being said, they have had quite the goalie performances as well this year. They, uh, you know, kind of out of the out of the norm, out of out of nowhere type performances. As uh, was it Brossard? Is that how you say his name? Uh, and, and Hill and Patera. I mean, they have they have had, I mean, among others, they have had pretty pretty above average, above solid goaltending throughout the year, and that's part of how they have gotten uh, this far. I swear they had another one, and I cannot. Oh, Logan Thompson. Jonathan Quick has done some good stuff with him. As I said, uh, Aiden Hill, uh, Yuri Patera, and uh, Laurent Brousseau. I mean, <laughs> those are five goaltenders that there's a lot of other teams in the league would love to have any of them. I mean, how about Johnny Quick coming in after getting traded about 24 hours after he, he had gotten traded the first time, finds himself in Vegas, and actually has the potential to win another cup? Is that not crazy? Now, of course, the Vegas offensive attack is led by Jack Eichel, who is one of the best pickup under-the-radar pickups they could have gotten. Yes, he was injured and, and kind of had to rehab and come back last year, but a full-season Jack Eichel is exactly what Vegas needed. Uh, Stevenson and Marcheseau throwing up some big points. Pietrangelo. I mean, they just... Even Ryan Smith... They have wave after wave, and this is part of how they made it to the top. Wave after wave. Clearly, you can probably see where I side on this. Maybe I am slightly biased for some of you that know probably more information than others. I got the Vegas Golden Knights winning this in five or six games. I will give Connor Hellebuck and crew the benefit of the doubt. I will say this is six games. And this uh, game one is tomorrow night at 9.30 on ESPN2. Uh, it's going to be a fun series. And uh, hopefully, whether I'm correct or not, hopefully these teams get, all these teams get the proper national respect that they deserve. Because all 16 of these teams are really great and worth talking about. It, it, if people, if non-fans and, and on-the-fence fans tune into the Stanley Cup playoffs this year, it's going to help the game of hockey. Uh, lastly, in the West, we are going to get the central number one, Colorado Avalanche, hosting the uh, wild card number one, the Seattle Kraken. Yep, the Kraken, who followed a similar model to Vegas, Took them just a little bit after a hiccup to kind of get it going, but the Kraken have a heck of a team. Uh, this series will kick off tomorrow at 10 p.m. on ESPN, and I am here to tell you that the Seattle Kraken have some talent. Uh, Beneers, McCann, and Sprong, along with uh, Eberly, Gord, Dunn. 
they uh, you know nobody topped 100 but it seemed like it was more spread out instead of having three big stars like Edmonton had it's like they have instead of having three great they had a small handful of really goods and it just it put them in uh, a spectacular situation to be able to uh, backdoor their way into the playoffs. They did pretty well. They've actually helped. They didn't really backdoor it because they've had this spot for a little while and hung on to it. Uh, led by their goaltending crew of Philip Grubauer. What a great pickup that was. Martin Jones. Dude can still play. And Joey Decord, who people don't know a lot about, but Joey had some solid minutes as well. This team could really surprise people. They could. They could really surprise people. They do have to face the Colorado Avalanche, the reigning, defending, undisputed champions. But th this Avalanche team is a little different. They lost, uh, what, Kidry to, I think, Calgary. They lost some other people. That's what happens when you win. Can't pay everybody. And then they got hit by the injury bug that was more like a uh, out-of-control tetherball. Shout-out to all you Playground Warriors out there that it seemed like every time somebody got hurt it started to, it started to almost come back somebody else would get hurt uh, i mean they still have ronton and mckinnon nate mckinnon who is one of the best players in the league this is back to another argument he got a little bit of shine last year because they made it because they made it into the finals and won was a uh, you know he was able to get a little bit of shine uh but lackanen as well uh, Mc Kale McCarr is is one of their unsung heroes. Most people in the hockey circles know who he is, but I mean they had two guys in Rantanen and McKinnon who topped a hundred points, but the next closest was McCarr with sixty six. So Colorado's problem is because of injuries, McKinnon and Rantanen had to carry the team for a long time. Are they worn out at this point, or can they continue a big push? They did. Colorado has had a lot of people get healthy, and uh, they still have a couple people out, but there's a good chance they can get some of them back in time. Uh, the crazy thing is their goaltending situation, they tend to like former New York Rangers as Alexander Georgiev, Gorgiev, and uh, Keith Kincaid, I believe all come from out that way, Jonas, Jonas Johansson. Had some good minutes for him. Uh, Pavel Francouz and Justice uh, Anuin. The fact that it's a committee tells you a little bit about it. Um, this is this is one of my other upsets, actually, in that I think that the top-seeded Colorado Avalanche could get beat by the Seattle Kraken. If so, I will I'll give Colorado a little bit of a benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say Seattle's going to win this one in six games. In six games. So to recap real quickly, I say Dallas in six over Minnesota. I say L.A. in seven over the Oilers. That's my first upset. I say Vegas over Winnipeg in five or six. If you have to actually make me nail it down, I'll say six. It's a good safe place to be. And I've got the Seattle Kraken beating the Colorado Avalanche in six games in my other upset. 
let's go to the Eastern Conference. And we're going to start with the Atlantic number 2 team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, as they will play host to the Atlantic number 3, Tampa Bay Lightning. That will start tomorrow at 7.30 on ESPN as Toronto will host Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, after going back-to-back-to-back, had the problems, some of the problems that I've told you that Colorado had this year, except for that they've had it spaced out in about a year and a half or two years. You can't pay everybody, so you lose people. There was a um, expansion draft, so they lost a player there. And uh, the injury bug has hit them a little bit, but they're still the Tampa Bay Lightning. Stamkos and crew are still there. They still have the potential to put up big numbers, and they're going against a team who perennially can't get out of the first round, the Toronto Maple Leafs. And you guys know how much it pains me to say that. Uh, and if you don't, feel free to hit me up. We'll talk about it. But but this is a different Toronto team. In the offseason and at the trade deadline, their front office went after it. Big-time moves, big-time shakeups, big-time just... They've got to make the most of an opportunity, and so that's what they've done. These are two teams that have a lot to prove. Toronto needs to prove that they can get out of the first round and that they can make a deep playoff push, which is very, very possible. And Tampa Bay needs to prove that just because they didn't win last year doesn't mean they suck all of a sudden. Now, Toronto has one of the uh, big young faces of the league as well in Austin Matthews, who is an American star at that, even though he plays in Toronto. He's, he is uh, from Arizona, I believe. So, uh, you know, you want to feature your big stars. That's another star that needs to be featured. Uh, when you're talking Toronto, Mitch Marner is, has been by far the star of the team. Took a lot of the pressure off of Austin Matthews, who uh, tends to have a lot of hand re- and wrist-related injuries. I don't know if that's just a, a chronic thing or it's just the way he plays. Uh, Nylander had some, some good moments as well. But the thing that was the issue in the past years that, that made them completely redo some things and try some, some other strategies this year was goaltending. Uh... They had Joseph Wall do some quality minutes. They had Ilya Samsonov, who was their big-time starter this year. Eric Collegren had some good moments. And uh, and Matt Murray, who can still play. A lot of people thought, you know, it's like the Johnny Quick. Once he got away from teams he had been with for a long time, he proved that he still can do it. For Tampa, you know, Braden Point, Steven Stamkos, Kucherov, Sergachev, the usual suspects. They had Andre Vasilevsky, who every year is a potential top goalie of the year candidate. This year, he was doing a lot to hold this team in a lot of games. Uh, Brian Elliott was a, was a solid backup for them. You know, that this is another team that has the potential for a goalie to just go insane, stand on his head, and carry the team as far as they can go. But they also have offensive firepower. So they could outscore Toronto, or they could just 
I mean, they're going to outscore them if they're going to win them. It's not that. It's like they can either beat you by highly offensively beating you, or if Vasilevsky has a great series, they could easily win this series as well. I've got Toronto winning. I think Toronto's a slightly better team. Once again, maybe I'm a little biased in that. But I just think it's the Maple Leafs' time. They they shook it up enough. I think you're going to see the Maple Leafs finally get out of the first round, and they could do some damage in the Eastern Conference. Next up, we have the Metro number three team in the New York Rangers versus the Metro number two, the New Jersey Devils. This rivalry, this is going to be a brutal game. Oh, uh, Toronto. I want Toronto in six, but th- these teams are going to make us sweat it out. This That series is going seven. Toronto in seven. They went on home ice. Um... But you get New Jersey versus the New York Rangers. This is going to be possibly the most physical, crazy, circus matchup you're ever going to see. Um, I actually give I give the Rangers the nod here. They have the better, more explosive offense. It can be inconsistent at times. Uh, but uh, the Devils are, are, are not as consistent to me. And I, I just think, that for some reason, I don't know how the Devils finished ahead of the Rangers this year in the standings, but I feel like the Rangers are actually the better team, which means they're, pro- they're going to have to win a game on the road in order to win this series. But I don't think that is, is potentially a bad thing. Uh, this series kicks off tomorrow night at 7 p.m. on TBS, uh, ESPN 730, as I said, for the other. Uh, give, me the, give me the Rangers and six. It could be five, but give me the Rangers in six. I think they are the superior team, and um, I need to hurry along with these because we are running out of time. Next up, the Atlantic number one and the number one overall team, the Boston Bruins. They will host the Florida Panthers, otherwise known as Wild Card number two. If this goes past five games, I would be highly surprised. Uh, the Panthers are a solid team. They have some people here and there. They, you know, they they're good enough to make it this far. I just, you know, it's hey, thanks for coming. Here's a lollipop. I just, I don't think they're going to be able to do much with the Boston Bruins because nobody else this year has really been able to do so. I mean, they've got Matt the Chuck, Montour, and Barkov have have helped um, really push. Uh, Varegi had a solid year too, but uh, Matt Chuck really is the heart and soul of this team. Bobrovsky, uh, Alex Leon, and Spencer Knight between the pipes. Uh, if Bobrovsky, if Bobrovsky has a uh, out of his mind series, this thing could go past five, but. At this juncture, I, I got Boston in five. Uh, Linus Olmark has been one of the best goalies, you know, outside of turning on easy mode on NHL 96. You guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, Patrice Bergeron, who could miss time. I think he's sick. But uh, just Pasternak, and it, this, this is one of the best teams I've ever seen. I think Boston cruises in the first round. They're going to start to 
get tired and have hiccups from all the regular season. They push so hard to break the wins record, the points record, all that stuff, that I want to see how much stamina they actually have left, but I don't think Florida is going to do much to hinder that. So give me Boston in five. And finally, our Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, that is ESPN tonight at 7.30. That, is, that game's already going right now, by the way. Uh, ESPN 2 at 7. Our Carolina Hurricanes, the Metro number one, will face wild card number one, Carolina. Carolina had one of the most unbelievably amazing seasons. Had Boston not broken as many record as they, records as they did, Carolina would be the top seed. But instead, they're the number two seed. They're the Metro number one. They face wild card number one, the New York Islanders. I think the Islanders are going to give them a little bit of a push. I don't think all that much. But, I mean, the Islanders have stars. You guys know who the Islanders stars are. You've got Horvat and, and uh, you know, they're led by Nelson and Barzal. Matthew Barzal had a, had a fantastic year, but... And they're another team that it spreads out the wealth. You don't see one guy really running away with, with a lot of uh, goals or assists or anything. The thing that could save the Islanders is that they have uh, Semyon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin, who are two very solid goaltenders who have the potential to be better than solid. But when you look at the Carolina Hurricanes, I mean, we've talked about them all year. You guys know them. I could mention I could I could read off the whole list. What this is ultimately going to come down to is can Carolina dictate the pace of this series and play the way that they want to play, the Rod Brendamore way of just tiring you out and and just constantly out hustling you. Because here's the best part. Frederick Anderson is still your starter and goaltender in goaltending. Anti Ronto is your backup. Your third option is Pyotr Kachekov. Any of those three can play out of their mind, and you have three great options each and every night that uh, more than give you a chance to win. Carolina is, is uh, another one that has ridiculous, super, super exceptional goaltending. They have the best trio of anybody, the best duo of anybody. And, and when I say duo, that's not even putting Kachekov in there, who had multiple shutouts and great wins. Uh, Carolina should cruise in this one. If they won in five, it wouldn't surprise me. I think they're going to win in six, which is unfortunate because that means they'll win in, in uh, on Long Island. They'll win game six in Long Island. But I've got the Hurricanes in six. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a good series, but you're just gonna see Carolina is just a step ahead of the Islanders. So to recap, I've got Toronto in more than likely seven over Tampa Bay. I have the Rangers in six over the Devils. I have Boston in five over Florida, and I have the Hurricanes winning in six over the Islanders. As I said, some of these games are already have already dropped the puck tonight. We will talk more about those next week. As like I said, we should get through at least four games from almost every series. Four from the East, or four from 
two from the east, two from the west are going to get four in, and uh, the other remaining ones from the east and the west are uh, they'll get through three games. So hopefully this time next week we'll be talking about a couple people who have ended their series. And other than that, we will see the way it shakes out. But that will do it for another great edition of Board Check. Appreciate you guys allowing us to come on each and every week and talk about the greatest game of hockey. We will see you guys next week. Go watch the Stanley Cup. Go Preds. Go Canes. Go Glads. Go Owls. Once again, go watch the Stanley Cup. It's on ESPN, ESPN2. TBS, I think TNT are showing games. Just find your local. I think Bally Sports is showing a bunch of Carolina stuff. However you can, watch as many of these games as possible. So many great, talented people. We'll see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. And the players pop and the